all you need to know. The Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Brought to you by LIC. Good morning and happy Friday to you. This is the All You Need to Know podcast on Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 5th of February. I'll start with the good news at the end of the week. The COVID-19 pandemic seems to be receding in India with a continued drop in active cases even as the world's largest inoculation drive is underway. India added close to 13,000 fresh cases in the 24 hours to 8 a.m. yesterday and that's lower than the nearly 18,000 recoveries reported in the same period which took active cases to 1.55 lakh. Remember, just less than five months back, that active number had crossed 10 lakh. Over 44 lakh healthcare workers have been vaccinated so far in India, but that's just a little over half the targeted number of people. Frontline workers are reportedly refusing Bharat Biotech's shot, a hesitation that's largely being blamed on the hasty approval of the vaccine, which is still deep in phase three trials. Watch out today for the outcome of the meeting of the RBI's Monetary Policy Committee. They meet for the last time this financial year. And as such, while a majority of economists expect no change in interest rates, any indication of the central bank's plan to normalize liquidity will be closely watched. Despite the majority expecting a status quo, an outside chance of a rate cut has opened up after the sharp fall in retail inflation in December to 4.59%, which is seen continuing in January with inflation likely to fall to 4.4%, according to a Bloomberg poll. In the top global news, applications for U.S. state unemployment benefits fell last week to the lowest level since the end of November, a sign that job cuts are starting to slow as COVID-19 infections ebb. Initial jobless claims in regular state programs decreased by 33,000 to 7.79 lakh and the week ended the 30th of Jan, the third straight decline according to Labor Department data that was released yesterday. On an unadjusted basis, applications dropped to 8.16 lakh. That data point indicating a possible return to normalcy has bolstered sentiment in the US with all three equity benchmarks gaining over a percent overnight. In the Asia-Pacific region this morning, two of the three early rises have started with gains. The Kospi in South Korea was lower by about a tenth of a percent last I checked, but the concerns in that market are slightly different. The extension of a ban on short selling there has investors worried that the market is being artificially propped up. Back home, the central government's move to limit tax-free returns from the Employee Provident Fund by taxing high-income contributors will impact less than 1% of the total subscribers, according to a government official who told this to reporters on condition of anonymity yesterday. There are 1.23 lakh contributors who fall under the category of high net worth individuals out of the total of 4.5 crore active EPF subscribers, according to the official. The Future Group has asked the Delhi High Court to lift the status quo on the sale of its retail assets to Reliance Retail, arguing that Amazon.com can be compensated for its losses, if any, even after the deal goes through. You'll find more on that on the website bloomberquint.com.
And with that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Hormuz. How are we looking today? Good morning to you, Alex, and to those tuning in as well. It seemed like the three-day rally in the Indian markets will take a pause on the weekly options expiry session, considering we traded lower for most parts of the day. However, what mattered was that we not only recovered the losses, but also ended the day at new highs. The Nifty is now just over 100 points away from scaling the 15,000 mark. And considering the week we have had, it will not be a surprise if we manage to achieve that feat today itself. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty showed that the index traded 50 points higher, around the mark of 14,950. On to specific stocks then, Hero Motor Corp reported a 40% growth in overall revenue for the December quarter, courtesy a 19% growth in sales volumes. Going forward, the two-wheeler maker expects input costs to remain elevated due to the rising prices of commodities and fuel. It expects to partly offset these input cost pressures through the price hikes that it took at the start of the year. The company has declared a special dividend of 70 rupees per share in order to mark the cumulative production of 100 million vehicles. Britannia and Mahindra and Mahindra are the two nifty names that will be reporting results today. Mahindra and Mahindra was in focus on Thursday as well after Morgan Stanley's big price target hike, terming it as the top pick in the auto space. From the non-index space, Brigade Enterprises reported its highest ever pre-sales in the third quarter of 1.53 million square feet and worth 923 crore rupees. However, the real estate firm reported a net loss of 16 crore rupees during the quarter, considering an exceptional item of 40 crore rupees which were invested in the tier 2 bonds of Lakshmi Vilas Bank and were subsequently written down. Sales of residential area was up 51% year-on-year, while in value terms, it was up 71%. Tara Power reported a 22% jump in net profit for the December quarter, even after recognizing an exceptional expense of over 100 crore rupees. The company attributed the growth to the better performance in Mundra and steady operational performance across all its businesses. The Solar EPC order book now stands at over 10,600 crore rupees for the company. It has also expressed confidence in monetizing its renewable assets through an invit which it believes will help reduce debt substantially. Godraj Agrovet reported a 14% decline in overall revenue, courtesy a decline of over 20% in its animal feed business, which contributes to over 45% of the company's overall revenue for the first nine months of FY21. Volumes for the animal feed business saw a decline of over 16.5%. Revenue for most other segments either saw a decline or were flat on a year-on-year basis. The company expects the demand to improve in the near term even as it remains subdued from the catering segment and out-of-home consumption remains much lower. Pratap Snacks says that the prices of palm oil continue to remain unusually higher and that is what led to its margins contracting 80 basis points during the December quarter. The company said that it is implementing a restructuring of its distribution network through which it expects to have a positive impact on its margins over the medium term. The company's revenue was in line while net profit and EBITDA were below consensus expectations. It has also acquired a further 10% stake in its subsidiary Avad Snacks for a sum of 330 crore rupees, taking its overall stake in the subsidiary to 90%. Dalmia Bharat's third quarter sales volumes rose 14% from last year, while EBITDA per ton was up over 30% to cross the 1100 rupees mark. Premium products saw a growth of 66% from last year, while the company repaid gross debt worth over 600 crore rupees during the quarter. 
the company's top line and operating profit was ahead of consensus expectations while net profit was marginally below. Broader market names reporting results today include Aditya Birla Capital, Gujarat Gas, Gulf Oil Lubricants, Punjab National Bank, Shipping Corporation of India, Jamna Auto, among many others. Aside of earnings, MCX has awarded the contract for implementation of its commodity derivatives platform to TCS. The company will issue the letter of intent to TCS to begin work on the project immediately. So watch out for both these names. IRFC has raised $750 million in 10-year dollar bond sales to international investors. The 10-year bonds are priced with an annual coupon rate as low as 2.8%. Also, Stovecraft will be listing on the bourses today. The IPO was subscribed 18 times over the three-day period. The issue price has been fixed at 385 rupees per share. And lastly, watch out for State Bank of India today as it has seen some big upgrades from brokerages post its third quarter earnings. Macquarie has raised its price target on India's largest lender by 25% to 450 rupees, while CLSA's target of 560 implies a potential upside of 58% from the current levels. As of closing on Thursday, both Sensex and Nifty were up over 9.5% for the week, set for their best weekly close in 10 months. And that's all from me this week. I wish you all a happier weekend and it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Harmers. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day and an even better weekend. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. Brought to you by LIC. LIC.